0: Get Certified Together program is created by Technocophy, your free online knowledge sharing website based out in London.
1: Here that I'm going to let us get a structure of how we should come together plan. So this is the exchange story. What connection is there that they should be able to access their and share them? hey everyone welcome to another episode of get certified together series this is episode number 31 i am recording today and for those of you who can figure out something wrong with my voice then i am actually recovering from covid surprise surprise it's still there i really thought that it's nowhere in the news so maybe it's gone but seems like it's not and that i'm still recovering from it it's still as bad as it was the first time but i'm really sure if you guys are there going out then i recommend that still take care of yourself and your close one because seems like this particular virus is still out there for sure no one seems to be care about it now, everyone is vaccinated, and if you are not vaccinated, then it's completely upon you if you want to get vaccinated or not. But even though I am vaccinated, I still got it, and it still feels as bad as it was for the first time so i'm not really sure what's happening anyhow i am still on my recovery side and just i got a little bit of time i tried to wrap up one of the topic of our domain 2 last week and i thought of recording it now because uh, i think i have some time and i can really do it for domain 2 anyhow we are only left with a single topic and it's really not that big we are sort of covered it a lot of times in different different topics directly or indirectly we have discussed about this particular thing which we are left with domain 2 i am to be honest quite excited about finishing off domain 2 because domain 3 is more towards real cloud infrastructure and securing that infrastructure so i am excited from my side because i work on cloud infrastructure it's more much more close to things which i do day in and day out and that's why it's really something which i can give something on my own i can share some ideas share some information from my side so of course it's exciting for me to read about it and to share the knowledge with you data life cycle or data security was something which i was not that aware before of course it now we have covered a lot of things related to data security in domain 2 then we know that it's really one of the critical component of whole cloud security or information security i am more aware of about data security and how we can make sure that there is a secure data lifecycle being followed in any organization i'm sure you guys must having a better idea about cloud data security as well so let's wrap it up let's wrap the last topic today before that i want to thank you all because last week i reached 20,000 subscribers on my current podcast hosting platform I was having 10K already before I moved to the new platform. So in a way it's 30,000 now, but I only started tracking it once I moved to the new platform. So I'm still on 20K there. 20K is not that big amount. If you think about like those million of views, which happen on TikTok or YouTube, you can find a lot of channels with million and million of views. I'm still small in compared to that in number, but yeah, something to feel happy about. Even those out of those 20,000, listens or 20,000 episode downloads even even a single person comes up and say that they learn something new he or she learns something new from my episode or from my learning then i'm sure it all pay off so i'm not into numbers i know that i'm not really putting in a lot of efforts i'm not having a, a studio or i'm not having a kind of like those infrastructure which are required to make sure that you are having a good good episode recording so i really don't expect that my podcast should be popular Only thing I rely on on the content because cloud security and cloud infra is something which is quite a hot topic and I'm into learning phase and we all want to learn about it. We all want to know about it for sure. If you are into into cloud infrastructure already, then cloud security is something you need to look upon. If you are into development, if you are a DevOps engineer, then again, it's relevant for for you guys as well, directly or indirectly, somewhere down the line questions might come up related to infrastructure security or how you can secure your platform, the tools which you are using, how you are making sure that code you are writing is secure. It's not having any kind of vulnerabilities. It's not having any kind of uh, source which is vulnerable because these days more and more open source codes which we are writing, we are using a lot of packages from internet. We are using a lot of packages from a number of sources so that supply chain need to be secure as well the kind of code which you are using so security indirectly or directly is coming these days in every aspect of our technical life or our uh, our engineer life and I'm sure that's that's the only pitch I have for my podcast because I am learning about security and I really hope that whoever listened to this also can get some idea about it I don't expect you to be to be expert after listening to my podcast because I myself is not I can be very open about it what I do have is something that I'm learning these things and what I'm really doing with this podcast is learning something myself and sharing it right away so it's kind of like a revision for me as well it's kind of like a knowledge sharing for other guys as well that's the whole idea and somehow it lead to 20,000 downloads which is I'm not sure it is if it's really incredible but it's not that bad to be honest anyways quickly we can move into today's topic like i said i I am not in situation of uh, talking about a lot of things i started reading domain three topics last week and uh, i could have added that as part of today's episode as well but i thought of doing something different this time Remember, I told you in one of the episodes that CCSP Cybex document is available on ISE Square website and anyone can go and download that document and that document have some practice questions as well. So what I thought doing today is we quickly wrap up domain two, then we try to cover some questions from that free practice questions PDF document and it's kind of will be helping us in revising those topics, those things. So what I'll be doing is I'll be reading the questions in front of you and we'll try to answer it right away. see how much i learned you can maybe think over and try to answer it as well on the go and then we'll try to see i think there are answers on the last page of that document as well so we'll try to see how much we got right and if more and more we got wrong then of course we need to work on our skills again maybe not only you guys for me as well all right let's quickly start our today's episode first of all of course with a advertisement break and after advertisement break i'll be sharing with you what we have covered till now in in domain Alright, see you after the break. Alright. Thanks for coming back. For a quick recap of the things which we have covered in Domain 2, we have covered Secure Data Lifecycle, creation of data, storing it, archiving it, using it and then removing it or properly deleting it from your system. That's the stages of Secure Data Lifecycle. We also covered something related to PII personal identifiable information, the secure information. We also read about different type of techniques which can be used for securing the data, encryption, masking, tokenization. We also read about data loss prevention system, DLP system, which are in place, which any organization can buy from a third party provider, they can introduce their own solution as well to make sure that data which is uh, which is supposed to be confined in a particular place is always there it's not leaked outside we heard about different type of dlp solutions as well we also read about data retention policies how frequently we should be deleting the data for how long we should be keeping it archiving it we need to make sure that there is an agreement between the end data users as well as the person who is kind of like data administrator to make sure that data is only available till a particular set of time particular period of time and then Remove it as cleanly as possible so that it cannot be retrieved further. So we heard about that data retention policy is different way of archiving it different way of deleting the information and of course we read about different type of data storage techniques so if you recall block storage and object storage ephemeral storage and unstructured and structured data in case of platform as a service all these things we have covered as part of topic one of domain two which is different type of storage available onto the cloud-based system or cloud-based deployments we have covered all of these things moving on to the last topic of domain two which is event management or kind of like log analysis so what's really happening in case of uh, event management or kind of like logging into different type of events which are happening into your system how it is actually related to the data lifecycle or data security well of course if you are making sure that your data is always secure if you are making sure that data in and out is controlled only relevant persons are allowed to access a particular set of information only particular set of users or particular set of administrators are allowed to tweak any policy or delete some information you are defining all of these things onto your store. A system so that you can kind of have a look and kind of have a control onto what can or cannot happen onto your data storage. These things need to be recorded, right? If something goes wrong, then how we can make sure or how we can do some like post-incident post analysis if you don't have a record of who is doing any kind of changes, who is accessing a particular set of data when at particular timestamp, all these things are part of logs and we have to make sure that we are monitoring those logs, we are monitoring that data in and out, we are monitoring those access information irrespective of the kind of end data system we are using. So even if we are using like infrastructure as a service, if you are deploying a virtual machine based deployment onto the cloud. If you are using a platform as a service, so we are using a kind of like a pre-created service from the cloud, which we are using it as like a front-end interface, or even if we are using a software as a service, service offering from the cloud service provider. Irrespective of everything, the kind of solution which we are using, we need to make sure that all our logs are captured. Whoever is doing any kind of activity onto that data system should be monitored and should be able and we should be able to see what is happening anytime any period of time and all of them are covered as part of event management system or we discuss about sim solution as well so we can integrate this all our end system to a sim solution where all the events or all the all the logs or from my machine from my database or from my storage system will be handed over to my sim solution and then i can do some analysis or i can at least track record of who is doing what at a particular instance or at a particular timestamp of course data events sources can be different like I mentioned we can use software as a service we can use platform as a service or infra as a service different type of services creates different type of logs if we are using a software as a service because we read about it in the domain one that in case of software as a service what we are only getting is an application portal we don't know where that application is deployed whether it's running on a container or on a virtual machine or on a server we don't really care and we don't even know because that is something being provided by that application owner. So if we are end user, we are storing some information, for example, on OneDrive or we are doing something on Gmail that is kind of like a front end of a service. In backend, it might be creating its own log. We cannot get what is happening on that virtual machine. We cannot get that kind of information. That detailed granular logs, we cannot get it. What we can get it, like access logs. Who is accessing that application at what time? Of course, we can demand that from the application owner. In case of software as a service, it's less granular. It's more kind of like a generic logs. Who is logging into a system and doing what? For platform as a service, we can get Kind of like a database level logs as well if we are running some kind of database onto my platform as a service, we can get that level of information as well again we cannot get what our virtual machine level information because we are not owning that virtual machine because platform as a service is something which is pre-configured by the csp we are kind of admin of that application that platform as a service but we don't own that virtual machine on top of that so we cannot again get the virtual machine instance log so again we can go a bit more granular but we cannot go all the way to the bottom. For Infra as a Service, we can get hell lot of information. We can even deploy our own kind of like SIM solution. We install our own agents on those machines and expect any kind of information which we want. We can get information related to who is accessing that virtual machine. We can get even information related to who is accessing application which is running on that virtual machine. So we can get different level of information. We can create this kind of hierarchy like this particular component is doing what, who is trying to access this particular component. All in all, Everything is changed as we move on to different kinds of services. And of course, for a proper data security or a secure data solution, these event sources need to be considered. We have to make sure that we are covering different kind of scenario if we want to implement kind of like a SIM solution for for monitoring the events happening to our data. Of course, there are a lot of uses as well. Why we really want to cover this information? Why we want to capture everything? We need it for auditing. It's required for contract as well. All this information which we are securing which we are logging in as part of data monitoring or data event management system can be used in different ways and can be required in different ways another very important thing is chain of custody which makes sure that uh, we can easily control who is owning what we can clearly come up and if something goes wrong with a particular information if something goes wrong with a particular data we can clearly identify who is the owner of that information And who should be responsible for if something goes wrong with that. So everything is interconnected. If we are monitoring everything, if we are taking a good record, if we are capturing everything as part of like event management system, we can then use that event management logs, those event sources in different ways. We can uh, use it for auditing purpose. We can use it to make sure that if something goes wrong, we have a proper chain of custody as well. We can use it for non-repudiation. If something goes wrong, in a particular data to make sure that uh, whoever did those changes uh, doesn't refuse that he or she didn't do those things. Using those logs, we can use them kind of like a proof in case of our post incident management analysis. So it's really important. And although this is a short topic, but this somehow wraps up everything what we covered till now for any kind of solution, any kind of data security techniques which we are deploying, which we are creating as part of secure data lifecycle. Everything should be recorded. Everything should be captured. From the logs itself so that we can have a better control we can have better visibility on what is happening at what particular time period all right this brings us to the end of domain 2 we have covered everything related to data and data security let me quickly share a few questions with you guys and let's see if we are able to answer them all right so first question which of the following sanitization method is feasible for use in the cloud crypto shredding degaussing physical destruction overriding if we are talking in terms of cloud, we cannot do physical destruction. We cannot go to the AWS data center. We cannot do overwriting as well because we are not sure where AWS is storing the information, where Azure is keeping our data. We cannot, of course, do degausing because again, we don't have access of the hard disk or the drives. What we can do is crypto shredding. So answer for this question is crypto shredding. Let's move on to another question. All right. Your organization is migrating the production environment to an IAS cloud implementation. Your users will need to be able to get access to their data, install programs, partition memory space for their own purpose. You should configure the cloud memory as object storage, volume, Synthetic database. Now object storage is simple file level storage. We cannot install anything on object storage. We cannot install anything on database and synthetic as well. So what I really hope for this particular question answer should be volume. Because if we mount the volume, we can install anything. We can partition according to our requirement. And we can of course access the data which is stored on that. So for answer for this should be the volume. And something similar related to this as well. In this particular scenario, users will be able to access their data, share data with the other users in a defined and structured way, how you should configure the cloud memory. So in this case can be object storage, volume storage, synthetic storage or databases. Now, we can do structured storage using databases as well, but what they mention is that users should be able to access their data and share data with other users as well. So, I think it should be object storage, but we will check in the end of the episode. What type of data storage is often used in pass arrangement? Ephemeral, database, long term, nefarious. I think for this, we read about databases in case of pass arrangement. But again, we'll check in the end episode. And let's have the last one for today. Anonymization is the process of removing fill in the blank from data set. What it remove? Anonymization removes any information which can lead to identifying. So we have something here in one of the options. We are not removing anything related to access. We are not having keys. We are not removing numeric values. What we are removing is any kind of information in that particular set of data which can identify and lead to a lead to maybe a PII for a particular user or a particular person anonymization we are removing any sort of identifying information all right let's quickly check the answer yeah seems like all are correct well done if you got the right answer as well then i hope we are on the right track all right that's it for today's episode i would really love to have more information today but i am feeling bit uh, kind of like i (laughs) i'm running out of my breath so uh, it's kind of tiring for me uh, let's check out in the next week episode and we'll cover domain 2 uh, sorry we'll cover domain 3 and cloud infrastructure security i hope that will be much more exciting and much more interesting than domain 2 i liked it but it's not something i am really looking forward to reading about again of course before the exam i'll be revising it again but something for the future uh, anyhow thank you thank you all for listening Goodbye and good luck. Hope you have a great week ahead. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Get Certified Together. If you loved our content, then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements.